Hey, hey, hey. What's good, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. I gotta get Charles Dorsey on here to sing the promo for me. Uh, yeah, shout out to Reverend Dr. Charles Dorsey. I'm gonna talk about him quite a bit in this broadcast. We're gonna talk about some other stuff as well, chop it up, because I miss y'all. Took a little break, needed a break, emotionally, physically, uh, had some things going on behind the scenes with getting some stuff together with Dr. Tad Enterprises, and um, I'll be announcing a thing that I did while I was away. Um, so great things, great things, challenging things, and everything in between, so we are just going to chop it up a bit on today and just enjoy community and enjoy each other's company. For those of you who are joining Tuesdays with Tawana for the first time, um, I uh, on Facebook Live, if you hit me up in the comments, I will do my best to insert your comment and your narrative into this space because this is not about just me talking the entire time. It is about building community one episode at a time. And if you happen to listen to this later on all platforms, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, LinkedIn, the recording will be posted uh, a day or two later. And if you comment there, I go and see if I can, uh, you know, dialogue with you through the chat. So let's let's just get it popping. Let's let's talk. It's been a minute. Um, I am so grateful to be here. And as you can see on the ticker tape above, we got uh, a lot of things to to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is I did a thing while I was away um, for three weeks. And uh, if you don't know about the amazing work that Reverend Dr. Charles Dorsey does, please go on to his page, uh, Charles Dorsey, or on IG, the Dr. Dorsey, D-R-D-O-R-S-E-Y, and really look at all the great things that he is doing to so that people can build their business and lend their gifts to the world that is so needed. Hi, Angela. So good to see you. Yes, I miss you. Just miss your face, miss your beautiful presence. Always think about stomp out breast cancer and the times we've spent together. So your girl did a thing. Um, let me see if I can pull up the right one. Yes, your girl did a thing. So I have a, a, a e-journal that was released on last night called You Are Not Your Diagnosis, A Reflective Journey of Healing. And this book is uh, an opportunity for you to be you and for you to express yourself. 
through any diagnosis. I reflect on my cancer diagnosis since 2016, but it's more so to give you language to lament, to find the beauty in your diagnosis or the lessons that the diagnosis is teaching you, and most importantly, reminding you that you are beautiful, you are divine, you are amazing, and you are not your diagnosis. So this uh, reflective journey of healing, that's why we reflect back on all of the moments from the moment we we were diagnosed, from being told what medications you have to take, how often you have to take them, what is your diet, is it painful, what do you take for pain, are doctors acknowledging black men and black women's pain, Um, do we have insurance, do we have enough insurance, Um, are we able to, you know, pay our bills or have to pay for co-pays because we want to live and not die at the hands of a diagnosis that's not being cared for accordingly. So, um, yeah, so this, uh, I tell my story um, in a particular chapter, and then there's a journal prompt, and then you have space to go ahead and type in your reflection and what you have learned and how you're going to move forward. Um, that's all about Sankofa, right? We go back and fetch it. We look back on the lessons learned and the beautiful things that have happened in the midst of some horrific times and the resilience of our, our ancestors and those that have gone before us and our elders. And we bring it to the present moment so that we can move forward. We can see ourselves in the future. We don't see ourselves um, as lost or um, continually oppressed and marginalized and dehumanized. We actually see ourselves as the beautiful, divine human beings that we are. Let me see what Angela had to say. Yes, I miss you too. Miss you too. Oh, and you're excited. Great. Hey, Miss Odessa. Good to see you. Much love to you as well. So this is the book. And toward the end of the broadcast, I'll show you how you can pre-order the book. Uh, I'm doing a seven-day pre-order. Seven days. um, Asking for 10 people to purchase the book each day. So after the seventh day. 70 books will be sold and then they will be emailed to you on the 10th. So this deal that I'll talk about, this special pre-sale deal, will only stay open until the 9th and then the price goes up. Because we value black women, black men, we value we value black experiences, we value black voices. So we definitely want to um, to honor these black authors. And actually, last night it was seven of us that released eBooks from drawing from art books. Um, Brian Fort. Um, I can't name all the names off the top of my head, but um, Brandy uh, did a book about uh, young people playing the piano. And reflecting on that and the importance of that and the joy that that brings. So there were a lot of people um, that uh, participated and seven of us actually released 
uh, eBooks. So uh, you can, I'll again, give you the information. It's on my page and I'll make sure I share it so that if you're listening to this later and not watching it, you'll still have the information that that you need. Um, oh, Darylin said, so inspiring. Got my order in. Can't wait to read and reflect. Thank you so much. That book, um, my first book, because I've contributed to other books, to other scholarly books, but this is my first self-authored book and I will self-publish. It's an ebook now, but it will be in hardcover later on. Um, I won't share too much because there's a few things that are kind of the, the branches to this thing. Um, but I dedicated this book to my daughter, Darylin, because my first book, my firstborn, and she was with me from the moment I was diagnosed on November 6th through today. Um, she, you know, I'm well enough to now go to doctor's appointments and drive, but she held it down for me while we were in Denver, got a new job to give her the flexibility to care for me. So this journal is for caregivers as well, as they're reflecting on what the diagnosis or how the diagnosis uh, impacted them as well. Because as we, we have experienced, a diagnosis for one person impacts family, friends, community, disparaging numbers, um, unnecessary illness and death. Um, you know, it, the list goes on and on and on. So I just want to thank my daughter on this broadcast for changing her life to give me life, to take care of me. And um, I'll leave you with this quote before we transition over to the next topic. Um, I was watching Law and Order SVU and there was a woman that was pregnant and the woman was saying that the baby is going to give her life. The baby is going to change her life. And Stabler said, well, no, the baby doesn't give you life. You give the baby life. And I understood where he was coming from, but I definitely resonated where the woman was coming from because my daughter gave me life. I was a young mom, 16, when I had her, and she gave me the drive. She inspired me. She gave me a reason to make to make better choices because I wasn't just making choices for myself. I had to think about her and think about her future. And although I'm not perfect, none of us are, mistakes were made, but we learned from those mistakes. Uh, we learned from experiences. So, you know, because of my daughter, I finished high school a year early. I went to St. John's University, left St. John's University after four years because I couldn't afford it anymore and worked full time for a major telecommunications organization and promotions and then went back to college and then got my master's of divinity and then she supported me when I went to Denver and cancer I mean the list goes on and on and on so baby I am glad you are on today I love you I honor you and I thank you so much because I am because you are uh, <laughs> Angela said, you look so beautiful, definitely not looking like what you've been or what you're going through. Listen, and last week, Angela, 
flesh and blood only revealed that to you because I can't even begin to tell you the emotional ride I was on last week. We'll save that for another time when we talk about uh, mental wellness. As a matter of fact, let's note this real quick. The suicide and crisis hotline now revealed or unveiled a number, 988, that you can call. Not You don't have to call 911 when you are in crisis or having suicidal thoughts or ideations. You can call 988 when you are in crisis. They just unveiled that the other day. So you can still call the suicide and crisis hotline at one 800 273-8255, but what a wonderful way to just remember 988. So share that, share that, share that far and wide so that people will, you know, know what to do when they're in crisis and they don't have to remember the suicide and crisis um, lifeline. They can just dial 988 for the necessary help. Hey, Kurt Forsett. My former teacher from the best junior high school on the planet, East Harlem Performing Arts. He was our music teacher, and it was just amazing. One of the best times in my educational experience, and I am so grateful to see you on on today. So let's move on. I did something else while I was gone. As many of you know, um, I received my doctorate, my PhD, back in November. I defended, successfully defended, and then my degree was conferred in January. But we did everything online because of COVID. So this year, they did an in-person graduation for the class of 2022 and invited those from 2020 and 2021 to come for a special hooding ceremony because we've already had our graduation. We're not trying to graduate twice, but this is what I did. And I was hooded and so grateful. And I, I compared the hooding If if you're not familiar, I'm going to explain this just um, a little bit. Um, So when someone is completed their chemo, for me, I'm not completed with my chemo because I have metastatic breast cancer. So I'm in treatment indefinitely for maintenance to make sure the cancer stays out of my system and me and Ned, no evidence of disease are together forever, right? But those who have radiation for a certain period of time or chemo for a certain period of time, when they have their last treatment, they ring this bell. And um, I remember I said that I would never ring the bell. And I want to say it was Angela. Uh, Angela, correct me if I'm wrong. I got chemo brain, but sent me these small, small bells that I had like, no, you will never like not ring a bell. And that has inspired me um, for the duration, like up until now to the point where when I was hooded, it was like ringing the bell, like having the graduation and being conferred was great, right? But that bell just kind of adds this sense of commencement, beginning, a new chapter ending another. And I felt like being hooded um, 
was this moment. Yes, it was Angela. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. Um, So ringing the bell, being hooded was like ringing the bell for me and beginning this new chapter. And and I was going through some things last week and and my daughter, (laughs) as usual, and my friend Missy convinced me because I was going to cancel the trip. And they were like, no, nothing's going to change in these three days that you'll be gone. So go and do your thing. You deserve it. You worked hard. So I did it. Hey, Janetta, what's going on, sis? Good to see you. Thank you for joining. Um, So that was that. That was that poignant moment. Another piece of that is um, I wore my tam and my hood through the airport because representation matters. And I needed the world to see this doctoral TAM because, you know, there's different points on the hat that shows whether you got your master's or your doctorate. So I wore the hat, wore the hood, got all these congratulations. But the powerful moment for me wasn't just that I felt good because I'm now PhD. No, it was the two little girls, a two-year-old and a seven-year-old behind us. And we heard these little voices saying, congratulations. So we turned around and their mom was explaining why we had on that regalia. So we were talking to them and talking to them about the importance of education, education in and outside of the classroom, reading, enjoying nature, enjoying family, learning about themselves, loving themselves. And they too, if they want, they don't have to, if they want to, they can be doctors as well. And there are so many different types of doctors. And that just made our day. I said, if for no other reason I wore this regalia, it was for that two-year-old and that seven-year-old. So the mom, we connected with the mom on Instagram and she happens to live in Baltimore. We were in Ohio at the airport and she lives in Baltimore. So just look at God, how God just will do these things in, in the midst of, right? So that was so special. And then to see all of our black beloveds, the light just sparkling in their eyes when they said, congratulations like you know white people said congratulations and they know how much hard work was put into it I'm not minimizing that but it was something about black beloveds who were like yeah even so one of the employees started dancing and celebrating us like he was doing his little dance and he was like I'm not racist or anything but I'm proud of y'all Like he was, you know, just saying some things, but not saying some things. And then when we got on the bus to go to the to pick up our cars, um, he made the announcement on the bus. Um, We have two doctors on the bus. So just celebrate. You know, I share all this in the midst of this metastatic cancer diagnosis. There is joy. There are moments that you create, you have the power to create and to help manifest in your world during the most heinous and horrible times. 
during times when you don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know how you are going to respond or live or eat or is your relationship right or what's going on with kids and school and all of these misnomers about read this, don't read that, our politicians, our, you know, voting right. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And yet we as the black diaspora, we know the joy that resides in us regardless of what's going on in and around around us not in us but around us well sometimes in us as well because like i said i'm not my diagnosis but i am diagnosed with cancer and i do go for treatment every three weeks and it gets frustrating because it's not only the treatment it's the pet scans every three to four months it's the echocardiogram every four months it's going to the pulmonologist it's going to the hematologist it's going to my primary care physician it's going to get blood work it's and yet we create this joy through community and this is why we do what we do so speaking of joy i saw the pilot for uh Wakanda forever. Feel free to comment. Brought tears to my eyes. And let me tell you why. First of all, I'm not really clear that I got over Chadwick Boseman's death. Let me just name that. Whenever I see him, whenever I... It just makes me very emotional. Because not that he suffered inside, because I don't know him. He didn't tell me personally that he was suffering with cancer. But I would, the silence is what gets me. And it's one thing to be private. There's another to be silent. And I just, community is so important. And, And I'm here for almost six years because of community and communal healing. And I can't help but wonder, yeah, I went through the what if and all that. I can't help but wonder if he would have, his outcome would have been different. I just wonder, it may not have. It, it you know, some cancer impacts people differently and sometimes it's just more aggressive and people who are diagnosed with HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer didn't make it six years um or it spread to places that caused them to 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 be in pain and great pain so anyway so Wakanda forever um not only are they honoring this ancestor they are bringing this joy and this afrocentric power through dance through music through authority, through a matriarch, through disaster to rebuild. I mean, all of this I experienced in the the trailer and it was us, all of us dancing and singing and chanting and making it happen and affirming who we are or who I am in the midst of people trying to steal our joy or to steal what we have. And when Angela Bassett, I can't remember her name in the movie, 
But when Angela Bassett stood there and when she spoke from her gut, from her soul, it just hit me and I just cried because that was representation. And if we can just hold on to that, hold on to that, and just remember that that same representation in the movie was born out of our reality and situations and circumstances. It might be a Marvel movie, but we have never seen a Marvel movie like this before, taking our rituals, taking out the importance of dance, taking our community, taking our power, taking our divinity and placing it in a movie to depict our reality. But we don't even realize that that that's our reality because the world has told us otherwise and we started to believe it. We started to believe that we are dehumanized. We're not worthy enough. We, we can't do this or we can't do that. No, we are amazingly divine and powerful and we can do this. We can build commu- community. We don't have to wait for someone to tell us who we are and how we should respond and what we should learn and how we should vote and what we're entitled to to live and not die at the hands of systemic ills. Oh, I can't wait for November. Uh, November's going to be off the hook. First of all, hey, brother. Good to see you. And thanks for coming on board last night for the the unveiling of the the e-journal. I love you and appreciate you. So um, on on November 11, let me tell you. They're going to need uh, the what, what's the security for our Muslims, the nation of not nation of Islam, the fruit of I think it's the fruit of Islam. Um, They're going to need them out there that day because we're going to pack them theaters. We ain't going to know how to act. We thought we didn't know how to act when Black Panther came out. We really ain't going to know how to act when Wakanda Forever is released. So get ready to wear your ritual gear. Get ready to laugh, to cry, to be in community. Go with someone. Uh, Hopefully COVID will not come out with another variant. (laughs) So we can all go to the movies and talk to each other and hug each other and all that good stuff. So, um, and and speaking of movies and entertainment, I want to talk about Renaissance real quick with uh, Beyonce. So she released her first song, um, Break My Soul, or You Will Not Break My Soul. I can't think of the proper uh, title for it. But so many people were so... um, were so focused on her saying that she quit her job. And I said, y'all missed a whole blackity, black, black, black power message in the whole song because she said that one line. So I left my job when I was in Denver and started a nonprofit. She didn't say leave your job and do nothing. She's telling you to restore your soul. And as the late 
Katie Geneva Cannon says, do the work your soul must have. And if the work that your soul must have is not happening in these systems that continue to disregard us, disrespect us, demean us, they don't see us, they don't honor us, they don't acknowledge our brilliance, then we got to go somewhere else and make it happen and trust in the universe that we're going to manifest that thing and make even more money and have joy at our jobs and make things happen that this white institution could not do for us. So it was a whole black message. So her her whole, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it now because I listen to streaming, but album, CD, download, whatever it is. Um, the, you know, it's a lot of house music. And I heard that in the, in the CD or, and I probably could find it on the streaming app, but she explains the history of the music why it was so ritualistic, why she did house music, why, um, I don't know if she says this, but a response to her music was a lot of the LGBTQ community is gravitating toward this music. And I think it's because it's really talking about our identity, right? And I thank Missy for planting this in my, in my soul about identity and about the, how the LGBTQ plus community is is really trying trying to solidify their identity in community. It's not to demean or degrade anybody else. It's like I am who I am. See me, honor me, just like Black people are establishing their identity as beautiful, divine people, and not what you know, the color of my skin is causing you fear or you're using me for target practice in, uh, uh, in, in police training and all that. Don't, don't degrade me and demean me so that the whole CD and she cusses a lot. This is the first time I heard Beyonce cuss so much, but that's a language of the people. And she makes it happen and she makes it so plain sexuality. Um, she talks about, uh, she just talks about so much. My mind is like racing right now because all I've been listening to is this, this album, this CD Renaissance, because she says a lot and you got to hear, you got to really listen to what she's saying because she's saying a lot and it's, it's under the guise of joy and feeling good. Like, cuff it. I just want to be in a club. I don't even go to a club. <laughs> I just want to be in a club and just dance like I used to. Just dance. When house music would come on, it was just nonstop dancing. There was no fatigue. You might have been a little sore the next day, but wanted to talk about Renaissance and, and to really listen and to honor um, what she's saying um, in this and why this particular album is so important for such a time as this. She, she's, she really puts in the work and the research uh, to do this work. And it always seems so timely when it's time for pop bubblegum stuff. That was back in the day when she came out with lemonade. That was for such a time as this. Black is King was for such a time as that, and now Renaissance. So let's support 
uh, be and uh, what she has to say and not focus on. It's like, you know, when someone reads like Christian traditional scripture and they pull out that one thing to make their point or to go against the point, you know, we're we not going to do that. We, we, that's what we're not going to do. Not, not to our sister. We, we, we're not about to do that. Um, proof texting, making it work for you instead of seeing the text and seeing what's beyond the text and understanding the context. So if we look at her CD that way, or we look at Wakanda forever that way, it's for such a time as this. And to listen and to encourage and, and, and to inform us of how, who, who we are and how we are to show up in this world. So I want to show one other thing before we go. Um, so if I could find it, nope, that's my school. And that is Larry's comment. And that's my book. <laughs> where did it go? I don't know where it went. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I wanted to show how you can purchase the book. Um, it is on my, um, it is on my Facebook page and there's a QR code and there's a, a bit.ly code. Um, yeah. Ah, there it is. Yay. Okay. So, um, to purchase the book. You can scroll on to, I'm sorry, uh, take your camera camera and just scan the QR code to purchase the, the book. Um, the book is $19.99, a pre-order special until August 9th. Uh, and my goal is to do this in seven days from today, seven days, and to have 10 people each day buy a book. So share this as much as you can, because again, it's not just for those who have been diagnosed with cancer, but any type of diagnosis, any type of ailment, it gives you an opportunity to just be you unapologetically. It gets, it gives you an opportunity to, to just love um, who you are and to find the joy in your diagnosis. So when I say I'm not my diagnosis, we turn around and say who we are. We, we are divine. We are beautiful. We are wonderful. We are magical. And if you want to purchase the book as a gift, my uh, uh, web, web page that I'm using to purchase the book, it's not set up for a gift. So just send me an email to say that you would like to gift the book. And then I will send you the instructions on how to to order the book for someone else. Um, I've had somebody email me and said they want four copies. So I'm very excited about that. So um, I do hope that you have received and, and saw some joy in this moment of building community one episode at a time. I hope that you will take away uh, with you this, this sense of, of love, self-love, 
and joy and really seeing the joy in our situation and circumstance so that we can we we may respond accordingly which is in community um one of the purposes of the journal the reflective journal is to heal in community and to build in community and that does not mean that you have to tell all of your business it doesn't mean that you got to be friends with everybody because you are going to disagree but there's a way to disagree there's a way for you to stay true to yourself and maybe not tell your story to everybody but you may want to share your story with your closest friends or your family to get it out so you're not harboring and holding on to that fear or that frustration or that pain and you know that you have a village or a tribe that'll hold it down for you that'll pray for you that'll cover you that'll send you healing energy and send you love and light so this is what that journal is about it's about redefining healing it's about defining it for yourself it's about understanding that healing is not just physical but it comes with uh mind and soul as well and as well as community so healing for me i still have cancer but i am healing in so many ways i am seeing the beauty of nature in so many different ways i see the love of my family i even and my bro- from my brother's advice the things that go on in my head i don't say because what value is it going to add if it's going to add value i will say it it doesn't mean i don't stay true to myself and who i be i'm from harlem don't get it twisted but there is a level of discernment of how i am going to add value um add value into that conversation. Hey Jason, good to see you as always. Devin, what's up? Blessings to you. So, as we close, um just remember that the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline has a new number, a three-digit number 988. If you are in serious danger or are harmed, um 911 is always an option. But the new three-digit line, instead of memorizing the suicide and crisis lifeline, is 988. Don't forget domestic violence hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Because domestic violence is still happening. It doesn't only happen in October. Have great things coming up with domestic violence awareness all year round, including a book. So watch out, y'all are the first to know about it. So much love to each of you. I'm so grateful that you joined me on today. Um, I will be having, hey Jackie, what's good, beloved? Um, I will start having guests on the show. We are enhancing some equipment with this podcast and vodcast. So grow with me. I I can't do this by myself. I need my village. I have on Tanisha's love and lipstick shirt. So don't forget to support her. I have on her lip gloss as well. So don't forget to, uh, to support, uh, Tony Michelle, uh, love and lipstick and, uh, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. I'm so excited. Buy my book. Buy my book. You are not your diagnosis. I love you to the moon and beyond. And I am so grateful that you have joined me on today. And our time is up. 
we went over just a little, but um, I was excited to be here and excited to have this conversation with you. So be well, blessings to you. I love y'all to the moon and beyond. Trina, what's good from Harlem? Yes, you know Harlem got to represent. Hold on, let me put up my picture one more time. Yeah, right here. This girl from Harlem got her PhD. Represent for real. This ain't a game. This ain't a game. My parents made me and raised me, but so did Harlem. Yes. So I will send the link. Jackie, and um, actually, you can, if you want, you can screenshot your, um, this, uh, this uh, QR code. Yeah, you can, yeah, screenshot the QR code and... Yeah. And if not, it's on my Facebook page. So thank you for your support. Uh, 10, 10 customers or more a day so we can get to 70 people who have this book by August 9th for nineteen ninety nine, And then that's today's price. Tomorrow's price will be different. I love y'all. And I'll holla at y'all next Tuesday on the 9th. All right, for your last day to pre-order for sure. Um, thank you for just being who you are and for loving me and for joining me all the time. Uh, share this. Maybe somebody needs some joy in their life and share this with them. And I will see you on Next week, this is Dr. Tad, Reverend T, with Tuesdays with Tawana, and I'm out. Peace.